0: And I know that many of you know the story of my near-death experience, but I will give you, um, what I really wanna do is dive into some of the things I experienced on the other side, and some of the things that I learned from it, which, um, which is what has helped me to live my life here after coming back. So um, there is a lot about my NDE Um, on my website and on the internet, and there's a TED talk. So, I don't want to give you a lot of the stuff that's already out there and available. I want to make this a little bit different for the conference participants. I want to give you stuff that's not publicly available, things that I don't normally talk about. That's what I'd rather do over here. But uh, you heard a synopsis of the fact that uh, from Debbie that I had end-stage lymphoma. I had end-stage cancer, and I was dying. I was on my deathbed, and the doctors said I won't even make it through the night. And I went into a coma. And in this coma is when I experienced the other side. And some of the most beautiful things that happened to me is um, number one, is that I felt my dad was there to greet me because I was aware that my body was dying and um, my body, up to that point, had been in so much pain and so much fear and so much discomfort. But now, in the coma, I was outside of my body and I felt amazing. All the pain was gone, the fear was gone, the discomfort was gone. I just felt incredible. I really felt incredible. Um, I felt free and weirdly, even though my body was dying, I felt alive, like liberated, alive and free. It was just the most incredible feeling I can ever describe. And I was able to see my physical body lying there on that hospital bed but my body looked so small and insignificant compared to how I was now feeling. And I became aware that I was surrounded by other beings. And these other beings were here to help me and to welcome me and to comfort me on the other side. And one of them was my dad. And my dad and I had a turbulent relationship while I was growing up. But here on the other side, All I felt from my dad was this beautiful, pure, unconditional love. It was the most incredible feeling ever. Like just this beautiful, pure love. Um, It was like we didn't need to speak to each other to communicate. He was pure essence and I was pure essence. And it was like I just knew everything he wanted me to know. While I was growing up, I never felt that much love from my dad because Partly because of our culture. He was always very stoic. He was always very refrained um, Restrained with his emotions He was not forthcoming with showing love and sentiment and things like that. He never was he was extremely strict and and now here on the other side All I felt from him was pure, unconditional love. It was just the most beautiful thing. And he didn't even have to speak it or say anything. I just felt it and knew it. What I realized is that when we're on the other side, we don't need to communicate. In fact, we don't have any biology. So we don't need to speak things with words. We just know things. We know what each other are feeling and thinking and it's almost like our essences merge with each other and we just feel what the other person wants us to feel. The interesting thing was I felt I could even merge with the essences of the people who were still alive. My mom, my brother, my husband, they were all in physical form and they were surrounding my body um, in that hospital room around my bed and I was able to feel what they were feeling and every part of me wanted the, wanted them to know that they had nothing to be concerned about because i was fine i was totally fine and i felt better than i'd ever felt before i felt more alive than i'd ever felt in physical life before as i continued on that other realm i even came i even met my best friend who had crossed over 2 years prior My dad had crossed over 10 years prior. So it felt so good to be reunited with people who I had loved and lost. And I felt like I was surrounded by loving beings, but I didn't recognize all of them. Maybe I knew some of them from other lifetimes. Maybe some of them had never reincarnated, maybe some of them had never incarnated. And I just knew them um, because they were my, my guides and guardian angels. Maybe I just knew them from the other realm itself. But I just felt incredible. Um, As I journeyed even further into that realm, I started to understand things that I didn't understand while I was here. And one of the things that I understood was why I had the illness. I understood how it came to be that every thought and every decision that I'd made during my lifetime had contributed to me being there on that hospital bed dying. I understood how I was actually one facet of divinity or God or the universe or whatever we want to call it. We all are a facet and an expression of the universe or divinity, every single one of us. And, I realized that during my lifetime I had forgotten I had completely forgotten and while I was there on that realm I also realized that I was loved unconditionally I was loved unconditionally by every soul and every spirit in the universe and that we all are and I realized that we are love expressing ourselves. And I had forgotten. In fact, all of us know this before we're born, but sometimes life causes us to forget. And during my lifetime, I had forgotten. I had, and, and I had forgotten how powerful we are. We are all extremely powerful and extremely loved. But sometimes this world strips that away from us. While I was there, I realized that I was more powerful than I had ever been led to believe. And I understood that I had lived a life of fear, that I had made all my decisions through my lifetime based on fear. I had made all my choices based on fear. And many of these fears were along the lines of a fear of not being good enough, a fear of disapproval from other people, a fear of not being liked. And I also feared things happening to me, a fear of illness. Um, I always felt like a victim. I'd grown up being bullied and so I felt things in life just happen to you. So I always felt like we were vulnerable, vulnerable to random things happening to us. And it was while I was on the other side that I realized nothing is random. We all have a part to play in co-creating our life here. Everything, including who we marry and who we meet and when we die or when we get ill. Even the day we die, it's not completely random. We have a part to play in our own death and certain things and choices we make can change it. But we come here with an intention to fulfill certain things. We come here with a purpose and we come here intending to fulfill our purpose. And so I realized at that point, that it wasn't my time to die. And even though I realized it wasn't my time to die, I also realized that I had a choice. I wasn't, um, so I basically had a choice of whether to come back into this physical body or continue in that realm. When I was presented with that choice, no part of me wanted to come back into my physical body because my body was sick and dying and I had been suffering and struggling. So why would I want to come back? And it was so incredible and beautiful on that side. But it was at that point that I was made to understand by everybody around me, all the souls around me. I was made to understand that now that I knew the truth of what caused the disease, And now that I knew the truth of how powerful I I am and how powerful we all are, that if I chose to go back into my body, that my body would heal, and it would heal very, very quickly. And so it was at that point that I made the decision to come back into my body. And it was at that point that I felt my dad and my best friend say to me, now that you know the truth of who you truly are go back and live your life fearlessly and in those moments after they said that i started to come out of the coma and i started to wake up in the hospital with my family members around you around me that message of go back and live your life fearlessly what that meant to me was go back and be yourself fearlessly. I had never allowed myself to be who I am in my whole life. I had always grown up to please other people. I was taught to please other people, especially because of the culture I'm from. My, my parents are Hindu. I come from an Indian background, Indian by ethnicity. And I was always taught to be subservient, especially to the men around me. In our culture, a woman's value um, is only, a woman is only worth how valuable she is to the men around her in her culture. So I, I had to make myself valuable to the men around me. So as I was growing up, I had to obey my dad um, and I was being groomed for an arranged marriage because eventually I would have to make myself valuable to my future husband that was basically how I had grown up and I rebelled against all of that because I wanted to be free but yet I constantly found myself being tied down by my culture and my community and the people around me I didn't want an arranged marriage but everybody around me had one was having arranged marriages so I felt there was something wrong with me Um, and I wanted to travel the world and I wanted to work and be independent and make my own money and not be dependent on a on a man to support me but all of these things were frowned upon in my culture I was made to feel that all of these things made me less desirable especially it made me less desirable as a woman and less desirable for marriage so I basically had to really suppress myself and make myself small to fit into the culture. Eventually though, um, I rebelled and I ran away from an arranged marriage and I met my current husband and and although he is amazing, he is absolutely the best person ever who stuck with me through my illness. One of the things that happened was that I felt extremely, um, inadequate in my life because I felt, Like I had done something wrong. I felt like there was something wrong with me because I didn't fit into my culture and because of all the things that I had done. I always felt very guilty for that. And so I never felt good enough. And I always felt like I had to that I had to prove myself constantly to get other people's approval and to justify my behavior so over the years, that wore down at me. And every decision I would make was to make myself, um, to, to avoid disappointing other people. But what I do want to remind you is that you are not a victim. You're not a victim of life. You're not a victim of circumstances. You co create it. But our five um, sensory paradigm, our three-dimensional world, the paradigm the dominant belief is that we are victims and i'm not just talking about the pandemic that's going on out there but that is the dominant belief that we've always had that's the dominant belief we've always grown up with that we are the victim of our circumstances now i don't want to make you feel that it's your fault if you have circumstances that you can't control it is not your fault that um who you were um, what family you were born into, or what socioeconomic economic status you were born into. It is not your fault if you're dealing with an illness or if you're grieving, it's not your fault. But you can take responsibility for your life moving forward from here on. You can take responsibility to change your life. You are never a victim of your, of your present moment and your future from this moment moving forward. You're never a victim. So don't allow any kind of teaching or dominant paradigm um, convince you that you are a victim. When I came back from the near-death experience, one of the things I realized is that I had spent my life giving my power away to other people because I believed I was a victim. And this is one of the things that happens When you believe you're a victim, you end up giving your power away. And I knew that all I had to do was to be myself fearlessly. And I understood that when my dad had said be yourself, he meant be yourself fearlessly. And what that meant was stop trying to be what everybody else wants you to be. And this is why I didn't succumb and try to be what my community wanted me to be. I knew that I couldn't do that this time. I had to honor that message from my dad, be yourself fearlessly. So I started to honor that and I had to go on an inward journey because my entire life, I didn't know who being myself was. And so when people ask me, um, how do I love myself? the first thing to do is to get to know who you are because loving yourself means allowing yourself to be yourself fearlessly. That's what loving yourself means because being yourself fearlessly means allowing that spirit that is you, the soul that chose to come here. It means allowing that soul to express itself through you, through this physical body. That's what loving yourself means and as i said earlier your soul came here with an intention it came here with a purpose but unless you allow it to fulfill its purpose it can't do that how do you allow it you allow it by embracing it for who it is and not trying to change it to be someone it's not you allow it by embracing yourself to be all of who you are and not trying to be someone that everyone else wants you to be. That's how you love yourself. But the first step is to get to know who you are. And I realized I had never gotten to know who I am in my entire life. Who I had become was purely what everyone else wanted me to be. I had gone in so many directions, pushed and pulled, and I'm sure many of you relate to this. And now I realized after having the NDE I had to start discovering who I am and it took a little while and it was not easy as I said I had to face other people saying to me that I was delusional and I had to make my world smaller in the sense that I had to spend the time getting to know who I am without allowing other people to pry me away from that world And as I did that and I got deeper into that journey, I realized that the only way into the universe is within. It's really by getting to know who you are and accepting every part of you and not denying even the parts of you that you don't like. That's the thing about loving yourself. It's about accepting even the parts of you that you don't like, that you judged and realizing that even those parts of you are there for a reason. And I had to embrace those parts. I had to embrace the part of me that rebelled against my culture. I had to embrace the parts of me that I was embarrassed of, that had run away from an arranged marriage and made my community, my family ashamed of me. I had to embrace all those parts of me. I had to embrace the part that I had many traits that in my culture felt like um, undesirable traits. Once I embraced all of those and realized there was a reason I was all of those things, I realized that actually I am a child of God and once I was able to embrace it, I started to become more fearless in expressing my story. I started to become more fearless in standing up and saying, I don't care if people think I'm delusional. This is what happened to me. And I know there are more people it happens to. I know there are a lot of people out there who believe me, but they're afraid of standing up and saying that because they are also afraid of people thinking they're delusional. So once I embraced that part of me that didn't care about being a rebel and that didn't care about being stronger and having a voice, once I embraced those part of me, instead of suppressing it, um, I started to voice this and other people started to come forward and say, you've given me permission to express my story. You've actually given me the permission to feel it's not crazy, it's not woo-woo. You don't have to think that way. You only have to fill yourself, fill your own cup, get to know yourself, be the brightest light you can be, and other people will be lit and helped just by your presence. Because remember, we are all energy more than physical beings. We are all more than five sensory, six sensory or more beings. We are all energy. And when you deny that and you shrink that, and you don't love yourself and you allow yourself to become drained, your energy becomes smaller and smaller. And when your energy becomes smaller, you become depleted and you go into survival mode. But when your energy gets bigger and bigger because you love yourself, you get to know yourself and you express yourself and your energy becomes bigger, just your very presence uplifts and helps the people around you just your presence so thank you thank you thank you all so much for tuning in and listening to me thank you so much bye